0: From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Emily Arntzen. This is your news for Thursday, October 12th. Today, we're bringing you an audio postcard from a recent collaboration between KZMU and Moab Arts. During this year's Red Rocks Arts Festival, Moab Arts offered a podcasting workshop led by me for members of the public to learn how to tell stories with sound. I asked everyone to record sounds that remind them of Moab and home, and then describe why those sounds are meaningful to them. Here's what they came up with. Each field sound is followed up by a description from the person who made the recording. Hope you enjoy. The chirping of the birds wakes me up in the morning with their beautiful melodies and greets my day with joy. When the crickets start their evening dance, it prepares me for the night, slows me down, So, my challenge is to not step on cracks. It's really hard.
1: I chose the sound of my daughter playing. It reminds me of Moab because there are families being raised. um, And children are powerful symbols of a place, of a point in time. Children speak to everyone as symbols of wonder. Of their own no. inner child, of the future. Where that crack will open up and I bounce,
0: bounce down and then bounce back up and then I keep going. What do you have to say? This is my chicken, Mabel. Uh, so I have two chickens, Mabel and Meredith, that live in my backyard. I raised them this spring for six weeks in my kitchen in a bin to the dismay of my roommates. I'm really proud that I've kept them alive for this long with predators and now they're full-fledged chickens. My sound was the razor. To some it is fun, to some it's noise pollution. The obnoxious noise destroys the wilderness experience low vent the swamp cooler such a funny phrase for someone who grew up in the Everglades it is a simple sound a drone ever present in my Moab life for months at a time high vent masking some of the noise from downtown out my window who was interested in harvesting some eggplant Working with Moab's youth at the community garden has been a delightfully curious experience. The experience one has in nature should cultivate a, a meaningful relationship.
1: And then what do you say after? Oh yeah, can I please pick some you. of your eggplant? Thank That's you.
0: One. Last night I slept in a canyon. This is the sound of me hiking back this morning. It's amazing that so much of this beautiful land is accessible to all, regardless of what you do or where you're from. And that was an audio postcard from a workshop at the Red Rocks Arts Festival. Thanks to everyone who participated in this workshop. Lisa Fulman, Gabe Boytek, Laura Harris, Terry Underwood, Ryan Zorb, Ginger Cyan, and Holly Lamert. Recently, federal funds have been flowing into projects that try to reopen fish migration in rivers and streams nationwide. That includes an effort to recover an endangered fish sacred to the Pyramid Lake Paiute Tribe in Nevada. Caleb Bradle from the Mountain West News Bureau brings us this report.
1: At the Pyramid Lake Paiute Reservation in northern Nevada, rolling mountains cloaked in pale green sagebrush unfold for miles like a painting that never ends. Standing at an overlook in these hills is the tribe's chairman, James Phoenix. He's watching the Truckee River rush over Numana Dam, in irrigation diversion. As a kid, Phoenix fished in these waters for kweewee. Suckerfish that aren't found anywhere else in the world. Bringing them to shore and then cutting and filleting them, that was what my dad had taught me, uh, and I got to experience, you know, uh, that's how he was taught when he was young. The tribe refers to themselves as Kwiwi Takuta in their native language, which means the Kuiwi Eaters. But tribal members stopped catching them back in the 1980s as the fish population plummeted. A big reason for the decreased fish population is this dam It was built more than hundred years ago to divert river water to the reservation for farming and ranching. But it's been a barrier for migration of the endangered Cuiwi and threatened Lahontan cutthroat trout, another fish crucial to the tribe. Phoenix says the previous tribal council discussed removing or modifying the dam, but kept running into the same hurdle. A lot of funds weren't available. That finally changed. The tribe is getting more than $8 million from the bipartisan infrastructure law to modify the dam. The money will be used to build a large underwater ramp stretching from bank to bank, so fish can swim up and over the dam. The project, which recently broke ground, will reopen 65 miles of river for their migration. Phoenix says that will impact more than the tribe's culture. It's important to our economics. You know, we rely on tourism and fishing, so we get a lot of anglers that are coming in seasonally, so it's really big for us. Shiva Sundaresan is deputy director of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and attended the project's groundbreaking. He says dams aren't the only obstacles fish populations like Kuiwi and lahatun cutthroat trout have to overcome. As climate changes in places we're seeing, uh, changes in snowpack, changes in the timing of when you have snow melt, changing water temperatures, all of that is definitely uh, affecting fish populations, fish habitat. He says that's why the Fish Passage Project at Numana Dam is one of dozens nationwide receiving federal funding. Others in our region include efforts to recover Yellowstone Cutthroat in Idaho, Rio Grande Cutthroat in New Mexico, Bear River Cutthroat in Wyoming and Utah, and Flannel Mouth Sucker in Utah. Projects include everything from removing old dams to installing new culverts, which are large pipes that pass streams beneath roadways. The more, I think, we can restore these ecosystems, allow fish to migrate up and down the streams, have habitat where they can find refuge when you know, water temperatures rise, the better we will be at, at, at protecting and restoring, conserving these fish populations. At the Pyramid Lake Paiute Reservation, the underwater ramp will allow up to 600,000 kwiwi to swim over the diversion dam to new spawning grounds. Lisa Hakey is a Reno-based project leader with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service.
0: Historically, they move in large numbers at the same time, and they back up behind this current design. Now, with this uh, gradient structure downstream, it's designed specifically for kweewe swimming capacity and speed.
1: She says when river flows go down this fall, construction of the ramp will speed up. The tribe is putting the project out for a construction bid and a third-party contractor will build it. Tribal Chairman Phoenix says the Pyramid Lake Paiute Tribe is excited to finally see shovels break ground on a decades-long effort to recover their native fish. It's historical, it's big for us, and it's part of our existence. You know, it signifies us as uh, Numu people here at the Pyramid Lake Paiute Tribe. He adds he's looking forward to the day when the Kuiwi population is big enough for tribal members to catch, fillet, and eat them once again. I'm Caleb Radel.
0: And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, October 12th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6 p.m. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to
1: podcasts.